0: This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Hi, listeners. This is Amy Polly. The underpaid intern at learning teams incorporated welcome to the 63rd episode of the practice of learning teams podcast show the hosts of the podcast series have packed their bags and exited the building for the holiday season leaving me in charge to produce this episode of the podcast on today's podcast i am joined by brent sutton Glennis mccarthy and brent robinson as they reflect on the highlights of 2021 and explore what 2022 may bring to learning teams. Please sit back and enjoy this conversation with the three amigos and all the very best to you and your loved ones during the holiday season. See you in 2022.
1: Well team, here we are, close to Christmas, close to New Years. Thought it was a great chance to catch up and reflect on 2021 and to have a think about what does 2022 gonna look like in the new view of safety.
2: It has been a super interesting year, hasn't it?
1: Look, it has, and I'll just share with some interesting data. Um, so, you know, we round the year out with just under 7,600 subscribers to the podcast series.
2: Well, that's growing so much.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And uh, many of our uh, podcast um, uh, episodes typically get sort of between three and four thousand downloads an episode, so it just shows you about the appetite that's out there. It's hard Mm -hmm. to believe, but you know we've we've pumped out over a hundred podcasts since we started. And I thought it was interesting, Glynis, is that of our top five podcasts. three of the five were on our women's series in the new Ah. safety
3: yay well that's great isn't it i think you know your
1: fan base
3: that's fantastic if i was to think of what has been my highlight of the year it would be definitely interviewing some of the fantastically interesting people that we've had on but you know some of the people that we've interviewed whether they be here in new zealand or overseas you know have really stood out in terms of their of, of what are they doing in practice and where are they going to take themselves in terms of practice. So lots to be learned. So I'm very pleased that that women's series has been popular and hopefully we can continue to do more of it next
1: year. So it's great. And, you know, we've had some amazing people from around the world sort of participate with us. And I'm even super excited at just the the last batch of podcasts I've been recording. Um, at the, the caliber of people that want to come and share their stories um, and just how they feel so relaxed. And, and look, just last week, I, I, I did a pod with, uh, uh, you know, Mark Easton and it was so endearing where Mark pulls off the shelf a copy of our, our white paper. And, you know, here's a guy that we, look, we look, look up to and respect and had no idea that, you know, he loved our white paper and was really interested in those concepts and ideas are you sure
3: he wasn't about to start a fire um and just needed a little bit of an incendiary device with with the kindling
1: boy yeah or target practice it could could be any of the above
2: well this is either you know throwing snowballs or um you know telling telling people that she's setting fire to stuff
1: well, come on, I yeah.
3: think, you know, you've got a reputation to uphold. If so I'm going to be the, the first person to throw a snowball, and of course if my colleagues are going to push me through a tree, um, I do feel that all is fair in love and war.
1: Yeah, so for our listeners who haven't had a chance yet, uh, we, we have produced a, a an interesting wee little amination uh, uh, for the uh, Christmas period, which features uh, Glynis, uh, myself, Brett Robinson, and Dr. J Allen and Dr. Todd Concon and it involves sleighs, snowball fought, uh, fighting, and one huge uh, snowball at the end, where we all get together.
2: Which I think explains a lot of things, really, Brad. <laughs> I know one
3: it, thing, it, I don't want to be at the bottom of that snowball, okay? That <laughs> just has to be very clear about that.
1: <laughs> well, 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 maybe there's something else that sits behind the concept of form, creating an avalanche of the new view of safety, <laughs> 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 and how people are being swept up Yep. Um, and this and this whole thing that's sort of gaining traction.
2: And it started from one little snowball.
1: One little snowball. That's correct. That's all it takes. One little snowball.
2: In the hands of the right or wrong person.
1: Yeah. So uh, why don't you guys share with us what you thought were some of your um, um, classic episodes, the ones that you enjoyed, the ones that really resonated with you. What would be some examples of that?
2: I think... Uh the conversation we had with carsten bush was really interesting i you know i I took a lot away from that i think that whole discussion around um heinrich and the history and where you know when we got into the discussion whether he'd met deming at some stage and the um connection with deming i found you know really interesting and that and for me it was you know what i always tend to talk about which is safety and quality or safety and continuous improvement running together that one leads to the other the other leads to um each other you know they're, they're both intertwined with each other and the systems that we use can be used across all those disciplines and i and i found that really interesting um and just the historical perspective that maybe we we have read them wrong from the beginning and we have to put it into the context of the time that he was operating in.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you, you might recall we, we released that um, little video showing um, morphing Heinrich's pyramid into Eric Honagel's sort of circles yes. of, of learning. And even over time, the video was simply there to um, demonstrate how context can drive behavior we certainly
2: saw some interesting behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, um, Eric's graph or Eric's graphic has been really interesting when we've shown that to people. And, you know, I, when you first did those, put those two together, I'm thinking this is going to start a bushfire. You know, there'll be people that'll be coming out and they didn't. You know, they sort of go, oh yeah yeah, I sort of get that now. Yeah, that makes sense. If you turn those things around, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, that that connection was, I, th- I think, has been really powerful this year. And it started a whole lot of conversations. And
1: Oh, look, it did. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, purely, it is a reflection of two different people of two different times saying very similar things.
2: Yep. And so I think you know back to Carsten he I think he's done a great job of bringing those things forward and connecting them from the past to the present and saying that you know not everything that was in the past is incorrect or wrong it's actually we've got to put it into the context and you know we always talk about context right so I think those things really resonated with me this year and it drove that whole discussion that we've been having um, with people this year about everyday work and um, you know I think the other analogy that I like this year and I've used a bit was at the conference that Eric had organized um, in the back half of this year, where um, one of the presenters talked about, you know, if you're trying to understand marriage, you just wouldn't look at the failed ones, would you? You'd want to look at all the good ones. And I think, you know, when you tell people that story, that, that really resonates when we're talking about everyday work, that we want to look at successful work. It's really important understanding that and that then leads us on to that whole discussion around understanding weak signals and I think that's, all those things just culminated beautifully this year in my mind and you know with the discussions that we've had with so many people this year. Again, that's what I'm looking forward to next year, just continuing that conversation along that along that path, it's so powerful.
1: Now look, I, I absolutely agree and I I think we're sort of in this phase of, uh, you know, we're we're moving away from the what we call those early adopters. We're now moving more into that sort of mainstream market. Yeah. And and I think what the mainstream is looking for is is not about transformation. It's it's more about sort of, um, you know, transitioning or embedding or, or getting better from what they've got. So, so I definitely see this year or uh, well, sorry, definitely 2022 is going to really be a, a lot of focus around uh, understanding you know what how does a system deliver value both to, to people and into managing risk. and And how can we develop that cultural practice of learning? So let's put the culture word aside. And just simply about it. How do we create that practice, that cultural practice, that everyday practice of learning? Yep. And I, I think that's that's what's super exciting from my point of view. What about for you, Glennis? What was one of your highlights?
3: Um, I think certainly the the opportunity to talk to a myriad of different people um, that are doing really different things. If I think about some of the people that um, I've had conversations with, you know, somebody relatively new in their career, like Ruby Thompson in Australia. You know she was really aspirational in terms of what drives her practice. To think that you know she's going to have you know quite a, a long time in the sector and is going to make some really big changes, um, because of you know, just what her core beliefs are and, and, and how she works alongside other people. Um, so for me, that was a real standout. But, you know, talking to people that are really well-established in the field, like Tanya Hewitt and, and Rosa and, um, you know, Barbara from the States, uh, let alone some of the people from here in New Zealand, like, you know, Deborah Pittout. Um Not to mention, you know, talking to, to Deirdre Lewis. So it was just, I had an opportunity to speak to a wide cross section of people in our sector. Um, and there have certainly been some commonalities for all of us Um, but there's also been quite a bit of difference in terms of how we've got into the sector, what are the things that really drive our practice, Um, so that has been a real highlight for me.
1: And I think the fact that we have been able to explore those different conversations and really I think leverage that diversity of thought, I think has delivered such a powerful message and that, you know, there are many people that, you know, are are sort of trying to create this improvement, this ability to improve that are working in the trenches that that don't get that same visibility that we always see in the market. And I think one of the things that we've been, I think, successful on is allowing those people to be seen and to be heard and for their stories to be shared. And and I remember in particular, we we had that session with the chevron team
2: yeah that was really amazing
1: and it it was such amazing and i remember there was that pivotal moment when the the team was sharing with us about how some of their workers how some of their workers lives had changed just by this um applying some of those learning team principles in their own personal lives And, and how this sort of awakening sort of occurred within these individuals and how it affected them. And and that's the stuff we don't talk about. Yeah, we still talk a lot about systems, don't we? And we still talk a lot about risk, but we don't really talk about how how do these things, how does this new view, how does it help people see things differently? And how does it then affect them in their own lives?
2: Well, and I think it goes back to it's actually improving things for them and that's why they find it useful because they see it they see a change and that change is an improvement from where they started and and that's what it's about isn't it it's about improvement no matter what you apply it to and I think that's that's the real strength of it
3: that's always a that's the thing that you're always striving for in in adult education is that you can learn something and develop some skill in, in one part of of your life say at work but that you know you really you really own that when you can apply it to another context of your life, and I think that you know that's been the central um, tenet of what we've been doing this year is what is learning. So you know what is learning if, if we're talking about it from an everyday point of view, we're talking about a management of change, or we're talking about um, in an event. What is learning from the point of view of the worker? What is learning from the point of view of a team? And what is learning from the point of view of an organisation? And I think that that's something that we've had an opportunity to talk with lots of people. We've done a lot of thinking about it. Um, I think there's going to be more thinking and doing next year. Um, but that that's the stuff that's really exciting for me.
2: I th- and I, it just reminded me of a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago where uh, somebody had said, oh, know we've uh, trained them all. And I said, you've got to understand the difference between training and learning. And it was like, well, what do you mean? wow we we need to have a deeper conversation here help you guys understand what the difference is there is a fundamental just because you train somebody doesn't mean they learned anything and um, I think that's the other part of the conversation that um, we still have to have with people an ongoing conversation but training isn't going to fix anything in fact it could make it worse sometimes so you know, I can't uh, I was talking to some people in the US and the, you know they were talking about um, we blame and then retrain aha yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work out for you very well
3: yeah I, I do think that we sometimes go we sometimes have good intentions but often yes. we go about it and we use very blunt tools um, so that notion that you know you can just train you can fix the problem again it's the kind of at that that the worker end is the problem. If you just retrain them, then everything will be good. And you rewrite something, everything will be, everything will be just, it'll just all work out and it'll be all wonky dory. Actually, we don't really think about how people interact with one another, what are they doing? What's happening upstream, what's happening downstream? What are the real constraints? That stuff is messier, so we need, we need much more sophisticated tools and we need more nuanced ways of learning and sharing information. You know, part of why this, I think this has been so successful is it's about how do you communicate? How do you let go of some of the noise that we often have and actually have really good conversations where you're critically appraising what it is that you're doing?
2: It's so, it's so, it's so important. And I think, you know, you, when you mentioned uh, some of the people you interviewed in the women's series, and if we go from, you know, Ruby to Rosa and that, that, They've come from different places. They're all heading in the same direction, and I find that really amazing. And then you've got, you know, you've got different demographics coming together and saying, "Well, you know, this is where it's, what's working for us, and we, <clears throat> we can see a real future and moving in this direction." I, I found that really inspiring, really, and you know, listening to both those people was very inspirational from my point of view. Mm. and again it was about learning learning on the on that journey I loved it mm,
3: that's brilliant isn't it I, you know if I was to think of one thing that really stood out for me this year for me personally it's just about our collegial camaraderie you know that we can you know take the mickey out of one another we can have a bit of banter you know we can have a bit of a chuckle but at the same time we're all trying to you know to do something together that's cohesive that's supporting one another and it's really trying to review what we've been doing in practice and, and get better. And, and surely that's a good thing. And it's always good if you can have a chuckle along the way.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, once again, Glynis, um, people loved our outtake series.
3: That's only because you were partially cruel at times, Brent. Um, and so I have learned. In fact, if there's one learning I've, I can take away from this is never speak at the beginning of a podcast um, and just think that we're having a little bit of, you know, uh, camaraderie and a bit of banter. Actually just wait and just keep quiet and find out really what is the what we are going to be talking about, what the agenda is and what the tone is and be, be not to be too flippant and make silly comments because you can guarantee that they end up on a blooper somewhere. I just listened to myself this morning complaining about looking like a raspberry um, because of your <laughs> fandangled lighting. <laughs> and thought, gosh, I'm gonna have to get you back in 2022.
2: I, I learned that I never want to stand at the bus stop with uh, next to Glynnis because that's dangerous. It was a risk profile, you know.
1: Oh, the amount of times we we're throwing under a bus oh. by Glynnis is just incredible. <laughs> and, and by the way, um, uh, I learned that from Todd. The number <laughs> of times my opening comments have been used by Todd. <laughs> all sorts of different ways well good
2: yeah. to see you good to see you've weaponized it brent
1: well no i i would like to say that, I, that i've been trying to bring it to life
2: Uh-oh.
3: so you've, you've learned from so what you're trying to say brent is that you've learned from the master um that you yourself have felt the heavy ties of a bus roll over you um thanks to todd and now you're going to reapply it to your colleagues uh, i
1: Look, I, I, uh, uh, let's, let's use some living team speak. That's shared learning. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and consider and it an opportunity to improve, bus. I, okay. gl-
2: I think Glynis and I are going to uh, use that to co-construct a defence mechanism for 2022, Brent.
3: <laughs> yes, and I'm so no. I'm no longer going to aspire to buses. I think I might move up to tractors, or perhaps a bulldozer, or a grader. You know, or um, some other form of, of heavy machinery. So you guys tram.
1: should watch out.
2: Trams are very heavy. Oh, yes, tram. trams are heavy,
1: yes. yes. I, I thought you'd choose something where um, misery would carry on for quite a period of time before one's finally embraced death. <laughs> I thought you're looking to extend the amount of pain and suffering rather than the outcome.
2: I love. I love that this podcast is supposed to be bright and um, yes, cheery and and, ch- and cheery and looking towards the future. And now we're looking for more mechanisms to uh, create harm.
3: Yes, um, clearly I'll be expecting from Santa a new cauldron this year. Yeah. <laughs> and who will we be in our Macbethian play?
2: Uh.
1: Well, look, I, I, I've got a feeling that you, you should you should look to write a book this year um, in 2022, Glynis, about uh, Game of Thrones safety. Oh, and,
3: well, and, I, I and certainly how know who I'd
1: position you as. Best medieval elements to help, to help to bring about changes in safety. It could be, it could be a big winner. You, you never know. You, you never know.
3: Well, that's true. Although I'm not quite sure if I could pull off some of the frocks that they wore in Great Game of Thrones. Um, I, I suspect I should keep the frock on, not take the frock off. Um, and I would suggest the same for the two of you as well. In fact, I think we should get you in frocks. Now that could be that could be a new way of looking at safety.
2: I'm certainly more of a frock off guy than a, <laughs> a frock on guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they say. <laughs> I'm okay in embracing diversity. That's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you've got to watch out because you've not got good knees for a frock.
2: <laughs> You're talking about Brent uh, Sutton or Brent Robinson there? Well, well both well, really. The- but the therapy, really, but yeah.
3: definitely, Brent Sutton's got knees that can uh, that can jut, jut out the other way. Never a good look at a frock. <laughs>
1: so double jointed
3: knees, I think they are.
1: So for our listeners, this condition you're hearing from our, uh, my colleagues <laughs> is mainly to do with an excessive period of lockdown.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is
1: terribly <laughs> so.
2: Looking forward to 2022.
1: Exactly. Um, so, so let's turn to twenty twenty two because I, I think that's fascinating because we we sort of ended the year on, on a bit of a high which is great. But what are some of the things that we should be thinking about for twenty twenty two? What 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 are some of I think some of the directions we're going to sort of uh, steer towards? Because we're not going to predict the future because that that's pretty difficult. But what do you think is going to be some of the main themes that we may see during twenty twenty two?
2: I think. Um the discussions we're having around everyday work are just going to expand and then really operationalizing um, the things that we've been talking about in 2021. I think, you know, the sort of um, appetite for really putting these into the operations and making them work at a a daily level at the sharp end of the organizations is what I'm seeing, you know, more people wanting to get involved and really operationalise it. And if I kind
3: of continue, yeah, if I continue that on, I think it's really going to be about supporting um, organisations. How do they, how do they do learning? You know, how do you get good learning from those signals that are coming through from where work is being done? Um, And how can you harness that learning so that you don't get overwhelmed by it but at the same time you actually you can take something and apply it to the context where work is being done so I, i think that that's something that looks really promising and lots of you know we're having lots of chatter around that at the moment and you know with you guys yeah this is a real opportunity for organizations to sort of um think about how they truly can become more you know learning focused.
1: And, and yeah, look, at, and I and I think the whole thing about you know embedding that cultural practice of learning, and I I'm hopeful that we'll also see um, uh, more work on how to um, embed learning teams or how to embed the new view of safety differently. So you know I, I see quite so often that. Um, we're still applying the same means and methods of rolling out systems and approaches even in the new view. So we're still using very old approaches for supposedly implementing something that's that's new. And and I really question um, uh, about that and why aren't we trying to do these things differently? So why can't we do safety differently differently? So I think, you know, one of those good examples, um, uh, Glynis, has been we, we've been exploring this notion of uh, cohort um, coaching, group coaching, where we are using those coaching sessions as a way to organically develop the people rather than having a fixed program. And I think you know, you know, we've we've made it very clear with the, with the book, the practical learning teams. We've defined what good looks like. We've given people uh, the the ability for them to see where they sit on that continuum, where that roadmap is. But a lot of that soft skill building, all those things that we want people to build, I'm not too sure, I'm not convinced that training is the answer, mm-hmm. or
2: great that great going great.
1: into a a program where each session these are the things we are physically going to do I'm not convinced that's the answer
3: but the one proviso that I'd say on this and this is something that Brent Sutton has been raised you know uh, not Brent Sutton Brent Robinson this is something that you've raised several times in our podcast is that you have, to, they have the skill then the onus has to sit with a facilitator this is not something that you can just win this is something that has to be based on you know really good understanding of what it is that you're trying to achieve Um, that you've got some of those core competencies down pat yourself. You have an understanding of how you're going to take a group of people from from one state to another state. Although it might be organic and it may not be formulaic, what that then does is it puts that really strong focus on the person who's doing that facilitation. And I think that that's one of the things that uh, we've really thought about this year in terms of learning team. But I think there's going to be an extension of that as we go forward. But how do you do this sort of on a bigger scale? Um, and so certainly by, by you know, doing these coaching sessions as cohorts, so you get a group of people together um, that are at a similar place and, you know, take them through a journey. You know, how do you do that well? And, and who 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 hones, I suppose, the burden? And I, and I would say that what it really tells us is that, that we as facilitators have to really hone those skills.
2: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree and it's, and I, you know the thing that really sticks out for me is that when you do, when you are a facilitator and you've been doing a learning team, and you get to sit back and reflect on how it went, and that reflective practice is so important to to your everyday um, growth and, and improving, and that sort of continuous improvement. And the first couple of times you do it, and you think, God, I could have done that so much better. But if you look back, I, you know, I. Um, use the journal. And when you look back at the at the ones you've done, you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And even six months on, you go back to that one, you think about it, and you go, oh, yeah, I have definitely improved from that point. I, I get why I felt that way at that point. And that whole reflective practice is so important. And, um, you know, so often in organizations, we do it and then move on to the next one. And we don't think about, don't think about it again, but it's so powerful to go back and look at something you did in March or in April 2021. And the context of that was in and go well yeah you know, this is how i've changed and how i've improved so i've i've found that the whole reflective practice is such an important part of, of me improving
1: mm. and uh just out of interest what, what do you think were our favorite phrases from last year before we move forward we'll so we've had some really interesting um, phrases come through, I'll just share some of them Um, your classic one, Glydus you you need more than a beating heart (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that great Um, we had uh, organisational amnesia oh yes as a phrase that came through last year we had um, routine work kills learning as a phrase and the other one, interesting one we had was uh, look, learn, and lead was some another sort of interesting phrase that that sort of came for, through. And of course, uh, you're on Brent Robinson, baby food and blenders. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: yes, I think we've got to help people understand the difference. Yeah. And, and did you guys
3: spend a lot of time talking about roast chickens at one point?
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, we did do some roast chicken work. Yeah, yeah roast no, chickens no, and a
3: cake.
2: Yeah, we did. We did. Neither of
3: which I'd like to eat if you guys are being involved in them. Neither <laughs> of those sounded like culinary masterpieces, I must say.
1: Yeah. And and let's not forget um, the four Ds with Jeffrey Love. Dumb, dangerous, difficult and different. That was another classic piece of language that was being used.
2: That one, uh, one seems to be resonating out there quite a bit at the moment. The I four Ds? It. Yep. Absolutely. Yep.
1: Yep. So just think of all these these new phrases that we've introduced as well. So 2022 is all about continuing that that great work.
2: And did we and hear any specific? hear any phrases we didn't like or that started the great honors at the cuz one for me was um, psychological safety. Not the idea of it, but just the way it was used. So often during the year It was overused, and I think it lost its importance. I think we're going. To, you know we certainly need to make make people feel safe in these type of situations. But that that word for me, I, it, it's been overused.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, pivot.
2: Oh, pivot. Yes. <laughs> that
3: organisations are agile. Oh, that-
2: agile. Is mm. some. Uh, organizations we're dealing with that are rolling out agile programs at the moment.
1: But on a positive we also had um, that great word you know leading on from Todd's word of sticky about stuff that that can kill you. we introduced that, that great word stuff that really matters yeah to describe those mitigations or defenses or controls that people actually want to rely on the stuff that really matters to them. Not what matters to the organisation.
2: Now, yep. well, why, so what's going to be the word of uh, 2022, Brent?
1: I don't know, but we'll definitely have to uh, improve on cooking the chicken analogy. <laughs>
3: Most definitely.
1: Yeah, we have to think about basting the turkey, <laughs> roasting the rabbit, gilding um, the goat. that we we'll have to? We'll have to the goats after them.
2: I've decided that frock on for me is going to be the 2022 word. <laughs>
3: Um, I feel sorry for some of the frock makers out there <laughs> in the greater world um, that are now going to be thinking about what can we do to minimise the disaster of Brent Robinson and a frock.
2: I, I, yeah. Next time I'm in New Zealand, you know, in 2021, I actually got to do some international travel to New Zealand, which was uh, which was nice. I nearly didn't make it back, but you know, thanks to uh, uh, Qantas for getting me on a flight. I got to spend some time with you guys, which was, you know, for me was one of the highlights and and just seeing some of the great work that you've been doing in New Zealand was really, really good. And, uh, and you know, going to, where did we go Brent? To the key. Um, Apodiki. Yeah,
1: yeah, what a, yeah,
2: and, and the Bay of Plenty. What a beautiful part of the world. Mm. Makes me feel homesick sometimes.
1: So I think overall we had 30 guests come on the last 12 months 30 people shared their stories
2: Is a really a really cool outcome isn't it Where people are yeah. really really keen to share their story and and help um grow the community
1: and of course none of this could happen without people like todd himself and uh as listeners are hearing to this uh todd received an amazing shipment of tim tams his doorstep And I'd like to add, he received the second shipment because the first shipment uh, disappeared for some reason. So uh, we are on the lookout for a porch pirate in the New Mexico area with chocolate stains down the front of their uh, winter jacket.
2: That was a new word for me this year. I never heard the word porch pirate, but uh, yes very uh, Unique word and, and something, and some new learning
1: that was absolutely so. Uh, Todd confirmed that he's in receipt of of that, uh, what we what term treasure, it's his precious. <laughs> so, um, he, uh, over that festive season, he'll be enjoying a taste of Tim Tams. Now, for our listeners who don't know what a Tim Tam is, please Google it, it may come as a surprise to you. So of course we had Todd, we had uh, Jay Allen as well from Safety FM with Jay's continued support for our show, which has been great. And of course, really the uh, unsung hero this year has been uh, uh, Jeffrey Luff as well. And we finally pulled Jeff out from behind the covers of the Safety Differently website, and were able to convince Jeff to participate with us on the white paper on Everyday Learning. So it's great that we've had really uh, such amazing people sort of be on that journey with us and um, help us build, um, I, I suppose, that ability for, for people to see that applying learning teams and looking at the new view of safety um, can actually uh, deliver such great results.
2: Yeah, no, it has been it's been really interesting that whole process of that developing that white paper and the discussions that we had along the way yeah. i found um i found really helpful
1: and, and i'm just hopeful that 2022 will bring us that opportunity to um get back for some international travel yeah and get together and do some actual face-to-face with people
2: yeah no, that'd be fantastic
1: i mean we've had a great year um being in a lockdown Imagine what it'd be like sort of getting out and about.
2: I'm looking forward to that. You know, get my booster uh, at the end of January. and Get your booster,
1: get your your antiviral pre-meds.
2: Oh yeah, rock on.
1: Yeah, Yeah, get your little bubble suit. (laughs) It'll be fantastic. We'll be out there and and doing some great things. So I think, and once again, uh, none of this could happen with us working together as well. And goes back to that crazy, crazy concept that, you know, we're learning together and that we operate as a bit of a learning team. And hopefully our, our community of listeners um, have gained value from from them participating, and, and certainly the numbers appear to uh, uh, sort of appeal to that. And we're in 39 countries now, Gwyneth, 39 countries.
3: Wow. Who would have thought people in 39 countries would want to listen to us?
1: yeah so i'm just i was just going to quickly look here and and share with you um probably our latest country that's joined us because i'm always amused by by where that comes from so Um, we should have we
2: should have a drum roll right here
3: and maybe that should be our plan for for 2022 is that we can speak to somebody from every one of those countries that are now you
2: know listening to this podcast oh what a great idea the country series
3: yeah
1: well uh, so let's explore that so so uh, our, our newest country is uh, portugal they make oh, um fantastic wine. Ha- yeah.
2: i am happy to fly there and do an interview with somebody mm, yeah Some uh, hungary uh, kenya wow
1: uh, thailand malaysia yeah. south africa you don't think we could do
3: a food series alongside
1: <laughs> I you know think I, I think so
3: yeah i think i think that you know that it, it, it's so, it, there's so much happening at the moment isn't there and it would be really neat for 2022 that we can continue this outward gaze and wouldn't it be amazing if we can speak to somebody and have a really in-depth conversation with one person from each country where we have people that are listening
2: just it's, imagine
3: the stories that we will be able to share
2: well the that would cultural be 39
1: people yeah, yeah.
3: And we'll, we'll all be doing, you know, what is that program that you can do? You can build a language set. You know, you can, we'll have to all go out and, like, choose five different languages. That we're going to have to become conversant in um, so that we can have these conversations.
2: Yeah. Wow. I'm having trouble so, with English.
3: Yeah, don't worry.
1: <laughs> so our top five countries is our Friends of the United States, our Australian brothers, our yes. local... New zealanders which is fantastic our commonwealth brothers in canada and the home of our queen the united kingdom fantastic. So those would be our top five and probably the countries that might surprise us would be um israel Ooh. yeah uh, austria Korea so there we go and of course Kenya so who knows and once again who knows what will happen with the book this year in terms of other languages because we're now both in English and Portuguese but who knows how it will extend on that front as well at the same time so all up it's been a really interesting year yeah, so interesting. closing comments guys What's 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 the holiday season going to bring you?
2: Well, I'm having going as of tonight. I'm on two and a bit weeks leave down at the beach, and uh, looking forward to reading, relaxing, the occasional wine, and uh, some good conversation with some friends down there, and uh, relaxing. So that's what I'm looking forward to.
3: Sounds perfect. I'm, I'm heading um, outside of Auckland um, to a more rural um, outlook, and I'm planning to spend quite a bit of time fluff around, quite a bit of time fishing, quite a bit of time catching up with friends and having a nice slow drink of gin, I suspect.
2: Oh, lovely. Mm.
3: But it will be very
1: good. From a very, very large glass.
3: <laughs> well, come on, you must. You know, you know gin, is the, gin is the new spirit. Um, it's certainly going through a resurgence down in this part of the world,
1: so it's my duty to test them all. Every different uh, botanical. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We also know that that gin um, actually stopped COVID as well. I was right as rain then. Yeah, exactly. So you you could basically say it's an alternative, um, well, it's a a vaccination booster. It's certainly a
3: booster for something. I'm not quite sure if it's COVID, but it is definitely for something.
2: It's an inhibitor. Let's say it's an inhibitor of something.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to take some time out and do a bit of reading. And of course, it's, I also have a birthday in between as well.
2: Oh, yes. Over,
1: over that time. So uh, one more year, as they say. So, and uh, how I'm, old are I'm... you going to be?
3: 172? 312?
1: <laughs> uh, that's v- Visually, visually. Uh, There's the a difference between how you old you feel on the inside and the outside. So, uh, as I said last night, Glynis, um when I show you my vaccination passport and they scan it, people are surprised why my date of birth comes up in Roman numerals.
3: Well, they're not really, because you then bring out your abacus as you go to do any transactions. <laughs> so actually, they think, "No, no, this is about right."
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I'm also finding that. Um, I've got to trade in uh, all my sort of um, slate boards. I'm thinking about getting some sort of personal digital assistant at some stage. <laughs> trying to move away from having to write on slate.
2: So I'm there's pilot. always pilot.
1: Yeah. A- a- and my daughter just reminds me constantly that in my day, everything was in black and white.
3: Well, I know one thing. We all look nicer in sepia than we do with 4K. <laughs> so, you know, bring on sepia any day
2: of the week. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And of course,
1: for our listeners, maybe next year we should be doing, we should be streaming some 4K video from our studio so that people can, can see the delightful, the delightful fashion that Gunnus will wear from time to time. And occasionally when she chooses just the slightly wrong colour that blends in with the green screen. <laughs> I
3: like the other one that's iridescent. <laughs> it's
1: iridescent, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it makes yeah. you look like you've got
3: some new form of of you know disease or illness that's going to bring out spots um i quite like that look that's actually my favorite
2: i like when brent has the technology in it uh you guys are arguing about which color looks best on who (laughs) (laughs) and from a distance it's just very entertaining it that you know i should have pushed record on my screen recorder here just so i could play it back to you guys
1: just to capture that that moment to to all our listeners we wish you the very best over this holiday season. It's great to spend time with, uh, with families and loved ones, and we look forward to being serviced to the community during 2022.
2: Merry Christmas. And, and take and, care, uh, everyone. Yes, and stay safe over this break.
0: Thank you, listeners, for being part of this podcast. We would love to hear your learnings or other topics you would like us to explore about learning teams. Go to www.podcastlearnings.com and give us your feedback. Become part of the community of practice with learning teams. Go to www.learningteamscommunity.com. Support the authors of The Practice of Learning Teams. Purchase the book from Amazon.com or go to www.learningteamsbook.com for an inside look and other free book resources from the authors.